Gentlemen, you're listening to the USB cast. This is episode six with Chris Ryan and Drew. What's going on, guys? What's up, Chris? Um, <laughs> hey, I had a man. pretty rough game last night. I went 0 for 10 in our intramural game and we're out to a 20 point loss. Yeah, I, I wasn't much better, man. I only made a few shots. And, you know, first half, I think I was, what, 0 for 4? I was, I was able to turn around a little bit, but we still, I just couldn't heat up. The one person that was good was Ryan. Ryan was pretty, that's, pretty good. That's game. not true. But, Chris, I want to I want to know why you keep track. Why is why are stats important? Um, when, I mean, when we lose by so much, that's pretty much all we all I have, you know, is, is my stats is my only resume. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, it was a rough game for us again. Uh, the week before, you know, we actually put up some, a decent amount of points. Last week, we just no one could find. It was there was just a lid on the basket for us. Uh, we only scored. Like, All right. Anyway, enough of, inter- enough of intramural basketball talk. Uh, let's go into the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's go into the uh, biggest news of the weekend. Um, maybe the biggest story in a really long time in terms of sports was Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi and seven others dying in a helicopter crash in California on Sunday. Um, Chris, what were your thoughts on that? What were your thoughts on Kobe and just overall? Oh, man, it's it's just we're losing an icon from the sport. You know, I know everyone's kind of exhausted every angle on social media, and people are kind of just trying to get attention on social media. I wouldn't say everybody, but there's a lot of people that are, like, days later still just trying to, like, it seems like just make it as like a publicity stunt for themselves, make it all about them, which is kind of how social media works in general. But I, it just really stinks for the game. You know, Kobe was just such a great player. I wasn't a big Lakers fan or a big like Kobe guy when he played, but I respected his. He's a top five player of all time. There's no doubt about it. And I think his legacy will live on forever in the sport. And I hope they change the logo to him. That'd be pretty cool, in my opinion. What do you think, Ryan? I think changing the logo is a little bit too much because, uh, you know, I think we just stick with what's been working all these years. But like you said, like Chris said, I, res- I really respected the hell out of Kobe. Wasn't a big Kobe fan, but uh, obviously the news had me pretty bummed out this whole week. Yeah, I was pretty sad about it too. I actually hated Kobe, I'll be honest, until yeah, I was a freshman. I wasn't a big fan of him either. I'm not going to act like I was now either. Yeah. Okay, Chris, thank you for cutting me off. Oh, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> no problem. Um, I uh, I was I hated Kobe, and then I started liking him when I got into high school. Um, I watched his documentary about him, and I really started to respect him. He made some really great shoes. I bought all his shoes, and uh, I was pretty sad when he died. I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of I was pretty kind of depressed. Um, but it was nice to see all the different highlights that uh, everyone was putting up on social media. I agree, it's kind of being exhausted by now. But yeah, I'm getting a little. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm getting tired of it, but I'm getting sick of people using his death as like. To give themselves attention or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. I like um, the uh, the TNT crew last night. Uh, you know, that was, that was really, I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw a little, some highlights from, you know, the uh, their storytelling or whatever. That was, I feel like a lot of people needed that for sure. That was a good way for, uh, it was almost just like, I don't know, everyone was kind of just grieving together or whatever. All the, all the big Kobe fans and stuff, they could just kind of get it all out. They could listen to some, uh, some players that played against him and with him. And people that really respected him talk about s- stories of why he was just so great for the game. You know, yeah, guy. yeah, I agree. I didn't watch. I only saw the highlights because I think it was like a forty-five minute special. Hopefully, they put that out on YouTube or something like that, so I can watch it all. But uh, I saw all the highlights. I saw there was one video of Shaq when he was leaving, and he like started a Kobe chant with all the fans, and everybody was going nuts. That was kind of cool to see. Um, but I was thinking, Ryan and I were actually talking about this yesterday. I was thinking it's just like the biggest athlete that's ever died, like tragically in this way. Um, and I really, I kind of thought of a couple other guys that kind of came to mind. Uh, Roberto Clemente also died in a plane crash. He was really big back in like the 70s in Major League, kind of the Jackie Robinson for Latin America. And then uh, Thurman Munson also died in a helicopter crash too. He was a really big Yankees catcher back in the 70s, but those are pretty, pretty tragic. Right. I, I definitely say Kobe's is like just the most tragic. I don't know. He's a I mean, then again, I wasn't around. Yeah, it's you know, tough experience. to tell. Yeah, yeah it's, it is kind of t- tough to tell. But I think with social media, you're definitely going to see more of... You see more grieving from these than you probably would from that just yeah. just because of social media. Yeah. You know? The only other one that I actually kind of just thought of right now was... I know you guys don't watch NASCAR, but Dale Earnhardt also died. He was like the LeBron, MJ, Kobe of NASCAR. Oh, yes. And he died in the Daytona 500, which is the biggest race every year. He died in a crash on the last lap, and that was pretty tragic. And people are still, like, reeling from that, and it was almost 20 years ago. So I feel like that one and Kobe's one are pretty comparable because... 
uh, just how big of an impact Kobe had and how big of an impact Dale had, both off the court and off the track, too. So I mean, Kobe's just influenced so many players in today's, so many of the better players in today's game. It's just, his, his legacy is going to live on forever because players like, you know, Devin Booker and Trey Young, they're going to teach other players these same moves the same way he did with them. Yeah. And it's just going to keep going on forever. And I think uh, that's a great thing for the sport, at least, to keep Kobe's legacy alive. You know, he was just such a... There's no player that has more iconic moves than he did, in my opinion. His turnaround jumper is one of the more iconic moves in basketball. And that's pretty debatable, but uh, I agree. He was really memorable. Uh, I know I, for one, whenever I play basketball or I throw something away in the trash can, I mean, it's going to be impossible not to think of Kobe Bryant. So, yeah, it's kind of sad. Not going to lie. I'm still kind of sad about it. But Me too. It, it honestly, did, it now is, today was probably the first day where it actually kind of feels real. Like, for the first few days, it didn't even, like, it didn't really even register for me, honestly. Yeah, that's true. I mean, until, uh, I don't think social media is ever going to die. I think people are going to be trying to, you know, uh, get, like, give themselves attention, like, years and years down the road from this and try to get themselves even, like... Well, it's going to kind of start up again. Themselves. It's going to start up again, too. It'll probably die down a little bit, but when the uh, Hall of Fame enshrinement, too, because they're going to do a big thing for Kobe, which that also really sucks. I think he would. he's really a good public speaker. He would have been really good. And I think His he would have been... speech would have been yeah, great. Yeah, he would have been a really good speech, and it would. I think it's him, Tim Duncan, and KG all would have got... are all going to get enshrined in the same year, so it would have been really cool to see those three speeches together, but... Agreed. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, if that's all for the Kobe talk, uh, obviously still rest in peace, thoughts and prayers to all those families, but we're going to move on to some more NBA talk, uh, NBA all-star picks. They announced the starters last Thursday night, uh, and now we're going to kind of talk about who we think should get the reserve, the seven reserve spots for each conference. So who wants to start off? Uh, Ryan, why don't you start us off, man? All right, well, uh, I'm going to send some love out to Bam Adebayo from the Miami Heat. Just been having a great all-around season. Uh, I think Jimmy, but in my book, Jimmy Butler should be a starter. So I'm not going to include him in this reserve list. But uh, I, I, I just, you know, the year that Bam's having is, and you know, the influence he has, and is a big reason why the Miami Heat are sitting at number two in the standings right now. So my first pick would be Bam Adebayo from the Heat. That's a good, that's a good pick for sure. I think his his impact on the court is it's, it shows more on their record than it does on his individual stat. I, his stats are pretty good, but I think his actual impact on the game is more than his stats show. And then my other guy would be, I think he already got snubbed out of a starting spot, but Bradley Beal, he's he's definitely going to be a reserve. Like, it's it's obvious. I think he got, and Drew's kind of shaking his head at me a little bit. I mean, I understand it, but uh, obviously Trey Young kind of set the precedent, precedent is precedent. that for this, yeah, for this year, um, it's not going to matter, winning's not going to matter as much when it comes to East Guards, because Trey Young and the Hawks have the worst record. Um, and Trey Young's had a tremendous season, I'm not blaming him for the Hawks record. But so you're gonna see a lot of guards in the East probably reach it because um, even though, even though they have a bad record, but I don't know Bradley Beal he's got really good stats but I would kind of lean towards Zach Levine if we're taking one guard on a okay, crappy yeah. team because uh, Zach Levine's played more he's really efficient from three and he does slightly play better defense than Bradley Beal because Bradley oh, Beal just doesn't uh, he doesn't even try on the defense. Oh, uh, I, I think that's a bad take. I think Zach Levine's a really really bad defender too. I don't Yeah, no, I'm not saying Zach Levine's a good defender. I don't I'm think saying Bradley, Bradley Beal's, Beal's a bad of a he, defender. He, he doesn't he, even try on the defensive end. I think he's all right. He's all right on defense. I don't think he's anything This year, special. I'm talking about this year. Oh yeah, that might individually be he doesn't might be try on the defensive he's end. He's averaging like 28 a game though and he I feel like he's been really efficient at least as of late. He's been very efficient from the floor, you know. He hasn't really shot the ball that well from 3 this year. But I think uh even his rebounding and assist numbers, I think they're up a little bit this year. So I, I, I think he should be a starter. Who was the other guard again? I can't really remember. Trey Young and Kemba Walker. I don't think he, Bradley Beal should start. I don't think Kemba Walker. I don't, yeah, all, either of those guards I don't should think, not be starting. I, I think the problem is there's not good East guards. They're not that I think good Bradley East guards. Well, with Kyrie, with Kyrie Kemba, hurt this whole year. Yeah. I, I think also to that point, to Kyrie being hurt, I think Denway should be an all-star this year. He's been playing really well. He's kind of tailed off a little bit, though. He um, has, but, you know, that's because Kyrie's come back and demanded the ball and taken most of the shots. But. I'd, I'd give my nod to Ky, Kyle Lowry and Ben Simmons for my wow. other two guard spots. I like. I, I, I kind of agree with Ben Simmons, though. I think, man, there's... They're ben Simmons is really good together. defensively, yeah. and even though he hasn't improved, his stats are still really good, um, nearly averaging a triple-double. So, um, I think... He deserves a little more love than he got this year in the All Star game. I just I think all the uh, the East guards are all kind of lumped together. They're all kind of just like that yeah, second that's what I'm tier it's really of guard. Tough. Yeah, they're not like I don't think any of those players are really like elite guards. 
I agree. At least this year. I think yeah, Trey right. Young has the potential to be elite. I mean, uh, Kemba Kemba's up there. Yeah. Close. But, like, they're all kind of just in the same group. So, I guess it's just kind of pick two from, from that group. And I don't really think anyone can, like, debate it super hard. I think it may be, in my opinion, it'd probably be Simmons and Young. I, I think Kemba, I don't know if he deserves a spot, but he's, he's been pretty good this year, too. So, I don't I don't know. Should we even consider, consider uh, Simmons a guard? He's really just a point forward out there, to be honest. And he takes the ball for them all, every, every possession, pretty much. So, I'd definitely consider him a point guard at this point. I don't know. I, I, I still think he's a point forward, and I don't know how at this point you still haven't developed a jump shot. That's just a bit concerning to me. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. He, he definitely needs to figure out how to shoot the three ball, and I don't know if he's ever going to. Just the rate. He's not getting any better at it. But then sure. if you still look at the other East guards, though, there's no one really that much better than Simmons. There's no one that's being left off list that I would – put over Simmons, I guess, even though Simmons has a lot of deficiencies in his game. But one guy that I want to talk about also is uh, uh, Sabonis on Indiana. He's had a really good year, and I think he's he's a no-brainer to make the All-Star team. Right. And then what's the uh, – I'm sorry, I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering all the forwards. What was their uh, – who's all the forwards in the game? Or, like, the starters, at least. Oh, uh, let me. Well, you got Pascal Siakam. Yeah. Yeah, Siakam definitely. Embiid, 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 okay, Embiid, I, I had a, I had a problem with Embiid starting. I mean, he's a great player. He, he deserves. That much he, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He didn't. You know, when you don't play, you shouldn't deserve to be a starter. He should definitely reserve just because of his talent. But you know, when you're injured for that many games, and you don't play. I don't think he deserves a starting role. I would have liked to see Bam uh, start because he are really good, and I feel like they kind of deserved a starter. And I feel I like. I don't know. Embiid's stats are definitely better than Bam's, but, but if you look at games played, games. yeah, exactly. And then obviously Giannis deserves to be in, and yeah. then Siakam was the other one, and he definitely deserves to be a starter. He's been fantastic. Yeah, and that's why I think Lowry should get in. Kind of going back to that because the Raptors have been really good this year, and now a lot of people expected them to be the good this year. Um, and I think even though he has missed some games, he's been really good um, defensively. He's been really instrumental for that team to win. So that's why I give him the nod. And also the coaches, they always. They always like to give it back to the veterans, so I feel like Lowry's going to make it. And then, um, do we think uh, Drummond will make it as a No, no, no. Too, either. You know, like, I don't either. <laughs> good. I'm glad we're no, on. The only we kind of yeah. – sorry, go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, we kind of – Ryan kind of glossed over it. Jimmy Butler's also a no-brainer. He, I agree. He sh- He'll make he's it. he's he the reason. I he, think he should be yeah. a guard. He should be considered a guard, and uh, he should be starting. But for some reason, he was listed as a forward. And even honestly, if he's listed as a forward, maybe he he's should he should start he should start over Pasco. He should start over Embiid, honestly. I would yeah. start him over or Siakam, Embiid. but one of those two guys. I feel like he's better than both of them, honestly. Um, but Siakam has had a really good year. Yeah, he has for sure. And then what about the uh, what the, about the West? The West is was was a no brand. Wait, wait, real quick about the East. Do you think uh, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown deserve? Definitely not Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum maybe because of his scoring, but I mean they need some more forward, so he'll probably make the team. But I definitely don't think I think Jalen Brown's a really over. Well, I think player, I believe so. it's you get three guards, I think, two forwards, and then two wild card spots for the mm-hmm. reserves, I believe. I think Tatum so has a ch- in that format I think he definitely has a chance. I to think make Tatum's it. in the same lump as like Bradley Beal, uh Zach Levine. It depends on if you value stats or winning. Because the Celtics are really good and if you look at their record, they probably deserve two all stars. But right. Beal, Levine, their stats are way better. So true, yeah, that's so. definitely true. Uh, anyway, so moving on to the West, Ryan, why don't you start us off? Well, the West was a no-brainer as far as the starters. Um, yeah, let's go over the starting lineup real quick before we get into the reserves, who we think is going to be reserved. So forwards, you got Anthony Davis, LeBron, and then Kawhi, and then the guards, obviously, Doncic and Harden. Uh, that, w- that was probably the easiest. When I was voting, that was, you know, the five players that I chose every time. That was just a no-brainer uh, compared to the East. But as far as the reserves for the West go, uh, who do, who's your first pick, Chris? Well, it's get, I mean, it's not really even a homer pick, but Dame's Dame's going to be the one of the reserves, obviously. He deserves – I think he, there's an argument for him to be in the starting lineup. He would be in the East for sure. He'd be the starting guard there. Yeah, I think something really interesting – we didn't really talk about it last week, but uh, for the starter vote, the media only voted for three guards in the entire West. It was Lillard – uh, Harden. Harden and Luca. That was yeah. those are the only three no, guards I, that receive votes, yeah, and I, usually I'm, it's spread around. And it's really, I thought that was really cool. Right, that, that was that's definitely cool. Um, I think Lillard. Yeah, I think there's definitely an argument for him him to be a starter, but he's definitely. I would say he'd be like the team six man almost. He he's right there in the starting lineup. But I'm also fine. Like the starting lineup seems like a no brainer pretty much. Besides that, yeah. And um, what about uh, what about Devin Booker? You gotta give him some love too. He's had a great year. I think I it's between for that last spot. I feel like we're kind of jumping the gun here a little bit, but I think uh, 
Booker and Westbrook, I feel like those are the two guys that are probably going to be fighting for it. Yeah. Kind of the same thing with the East. When you look at Levine, like I said, with Levine, Beal, and Tatum or Brown, uh, it depends on whether the coaches are going to value winning more or stats. Because Booker, I feel like, has better stats. Yeah. But uh, who did I say? I can believe well, Westbrook. Westbrook. Westbrook, they have the winning. So. Oh, man, I just and I Westbrook like also has stats. Team, man, I don't know. It's I feel like he gets snubbed every year. He does. He's it, putting up the yeah. same twenty six a game every year. He's increased it. Uh, I think honestly, this list has Chris Paul in there. I, I'd say you take out Chris Paul and put him. Uh, I, I, I like Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul's an all star. Man, this is. A I don't know. I mean, someone's gonna get I think, snubbed. I don't think he has the stats. I think you know, Paul, I don't know if Paul George should be on the you know. He star. should not be an all star. Was he? Was he playing like fifteen games? Many people say he's gonna be an all star. He should not. I don't think it's because of precedent because of you know exactly. his status not because that's of, so dumb but he makes a team I think over. honestly I think Donovan Mitchell what about Donovan Mitchell I, I don't know yeah. I'd leave him Jazz are Jazz are a top team in the West definitely, yeah. definitely Gobert really good. Gobert is definitely an all-star Gobert is an all-star but uh, yeah. no, Mitchell Mitchell's and Jokic too yeah, Jokic I, I feel like the no-brainers are Lillard Jokic and Gobert yeah, those, those ones you no can't brainer. argue I would still take Booker over Mitchell because I think he's a much better player than Mitchell uh, Mitchell's definitely a very solid basketball player definitely deserves some love and the Jazz are a really good team. He's one of their one of their best players, and he's in that discussion. But I would take Booker over him. I I think Booker is not as good as an all around player as Donovan Mitchell, especially because he's a better he's better scorer. Better scorer, sure. but Mitchell's got all the you know the defense, the quickness, the athleticism. Booker's be, also a better playmaker too. I don't. Donovan Mitchell's Mitchell, got some playmaking eh, skills. I don't know though. about that, man. I, Booker's I kind of a black him. hole out there. He has to be. But then uh, this that list team. that we're looking at also right here, it's got Brandon Ingram. What do you guys think about that? I've, he I've definitely seen, deserves a uh, nod. He, he should make it. I've yeah, seen him. Right. I've seen him on a lot of people's lists. He deserves a nod. Um, he's had a great, you know, year. Increased his scoring by a lot this year. He's, he's averaging shooting what, the ball really well. Yeah, he's averaging what, like close to thirty this year, I think. Something like that. Yeah, he's averaging 25. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, shooting like almost fifty percent from the floor. And but if we look at Devin Booker, man, I'm looking at his stats right now. He's shooting fifty-one percent from the floor. He's also averaging over six assists a game. I think that's an all-star, along with the. Uh, the twenty-seven a game. I don't know how you keep him off the All-Star. I mean, I hope, I hope Paul George doesn't make it. Honestly, I'd be okay with Westbrook making it. I just don't feel like Paul George deserves to make. It. He, I mean, his stats are his stats are great, but he just hasn't he's played, played that like much. Ten games. But I feel he's like, like the, the coaches are going to look at the standings. And be like, no, oh, well, like, we got to like we got to have two Clippers or on the there. Kyrie. Yeah. If Kyrie shouldn't, if Kyrie's not going to make the team, which or the East team, which I don't, I don't think not, he should, then not. Paul George should not make the West. It's different because the Nets suck. And the Clippers are really good, and the the, no, the yeah. voters are going to be like, oh well, we oh, need to have two yeah. Clippers. So Paul, here's Paul, Paul George. George. Isn't the reason they're good this year? He hasn't been the reason they're good. That he's played like 15 games. I know, I, and he hasn't he, been. I don't think he's been he's that been pretty awesome. good. Though. He's been fine. Yeah, he's been. A, he's played at an All Star level. It's been for 15. Yeah, yeah, it's been Leonard, Lou Williams, and Harold, and the rest of those guys. But Paul none George of those guys are All Stars. No, but no. they're they're the reason why they're winning. So. Okay, so basically we got Jokic, Gobert, Lillard, and then it seems like a mix of Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Brandon Ingram. I think we all seem pretty in agreement about Brandon Ingram too. Yeah, I think but. he deserves a. I think he definitely deserves a spot. He's like a mini. Uh, he's almost like a mini KD at this point. That's what honest. he was getting compared to coming it, out of the draft. I'm starting to see. He's obviously not as good of a player as KD and the uh, Pelicans. I mean, they've kind of they've kind of turned it around a little bit. They're still not that great of a team. But I see the comparisons to a young KD, at least. What about Zion? I'm just kidding. No. What, what, <laughs> to your point, though, what about uh, Ja, the year that he's having? Is that enough I was about to, to say him, too. Um, I know he got some buzz, but I don't know. Um, I feel like, I feel like his, st- his stats are great for a rookie, but I don't know if they're enough he's averaging to like warrant all-star 17, consideration. 17 and 7 or something like that. He's, he's yeah. shooting the ball pretty well from the floor as well. I don't think he's turned it over a crazy amount either, but I... I just don't think with the stacked guards of the West, I think there's more of an argument for him if he was in the East than now that he's in the West. Yeah, I agree. If he was in the East, I think he'd, 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 he'd be, be close. Yeah. He'd maybe make it. Yeah, he, honestly. Yeah, sure. Well, if you look at the Grizzlies, they'd probably be a slightly higher seed. Grizzlies would be in the playoff right now. They're, they're in the Pistons. They're in, well, they they're in the A spot, right? Pistons. The Grizzlies are in the A spot. They're the right eight now? nine. They're like battling with the Spurs for the. Why? A spot. Why is that's actually another West guy, Demar Derozan? Any love for Demar? Yeah, I think if anyone's going to get on the Spurs, it's uh, it's Aldridge. Aldridge yeah, is, he's, he's showing the shot. He's showing his, his three point shot too. He he outshot. I mean, I know uh, Zion had a fantastic debut. But if you're watching that game, Aldridge was unbelievable. Some of his screens too. Some of his screens too. He does like, a, oh my god! Like he just demolishes. People. I know this isn't a Marcus Aldridge podcast. And you're not gonna get <laughs> he doesn't get enough this, love. Though. He does not get enough. That dude does not get. He's, enough he's, love. He's, he makes the All Star team like all the time though. But I think he has a chance to make it this he year. He does. Yeah. He does. But I don't know. It's a loaded field. 
I don't. He's just like he's a fantastic player, though. I don't know. I you just remember think when he, he was on the Blazers with the Lillard and uh, he was a beast. Wesley Matthews, that team was cold, man. They were fun to watch. I, Wesley Matthews was fun to watch, but we're not gonna get into that <laughs> right now. Let's. Uh, so how about we conclude this with uh, who were the final East picks that we had? So we had Bam. We Bill, all agreed. Maybe. We all agreed on Bam, Butler, Sabonis, and Simmons, and then we had. We like, all agreed on Sabonis. And I don't think... I thought we all agreed on Simmons. Oh, and I also I don't, don't think Ryan really agreed on Simmons either, did he? And no, Simmons is an all-star for sure. He's uh, not a okay, starter. Right, never mind. I didn't know. I thought we all agreed on Sabonis. We don't agree. I, I agree on Sabonis. I think he deserves it. No, I, lo- I love Sabonis, but... Somebody from the Pacers You have to have a Pacer. You have to have a Pacer. And it won't be Oladipo, obviously. And it's not going it to be Brogdon. Brogdon's kind of tailed off a little bit. Sabonis has been a beast out there. It's Sabonis. He'll make the team. I'm almost positive he'll make the team. Somebody has to. Well, then we have then we have like Beal, which I we all pretty much agreed, and Lowry and Jason Tatum. We also had Jimmy Butler in there, but we said that he yeah, should that be a starter. Sure. That was for sure. That was for sure. Yeah, man, uh, it's a Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Zach Levine. Not enough people. Jalen Brown's not in that conversation. Maybe I don't know. No, he's not at all. That dude is. He's so overrated. Every Brown overrated. Is so but. overrated. Every year it seems like. Um, it's either we feel like we need more spots in the All-Star game because there's too many good guys or we have a year like this where it's like we're just pulling at straws trying to figure out how, how are we going to fill this roster because all these guys, like both conferences, it feels like there's this, there's a spot there where it's like I don't know who I'm going to put in the spot. I have no idea. Were you glad last year when those two spots were taken up by Dirk and Wade? Yeah, like, I mean, I thought that was cool. You thought that was cool, okay. Um, did you think it was cool? I thought it was cool, but like you're saying to the issue where, man, we don't have enough spots, I think – you know, maybe going forward, that's not the best idea to have that happen again if you're talking about, you know, spacing yeah. issues. But I thought it was cool to see those guys again. I think, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they added them, right? Like you're they, right. They, yeah, did they, the whole, did they did the whole lineup and yeah, then they just added right. them. You're right. Um, but, like, this year there really wasn't, like, anyone no. like that. I mean, there was rumors about Vince or Melo, but I don't have either of them. Vince is retiring, right? Is he? Uh, has he said anything? Well, people it? are kind of like that he is retiring, but it's kind of been kind of confusing. And, and I, I don't, don't really know. know. I don't think. Mello's I don't think Melo's not. Mello, no offense, yeah. but Melo doesn't and deserve something. Melo's like not. Melo doesn't have enough like credit around the league to be that. Like, well, not that every, caliber player. He's like a Kyrie. Everybody loves him. Oh. And he's really. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. I don't like. Well, not a Kyrie. I don't like. Mello. Well, he's got a big <laughs> fan base, is what I meant. For some reason, yes. Mello, are there, like. Kyrie's got a huge fan base. Melo's got a huge. For fan some base. reason, there's people that just adore both of them, and I don't really. Well, Melo's, yeah, Melo's a great player. He's got great stats. Yes. He, just, he just doesn't have any team success. But he's also, and he's all, he's just. I don't think he's as good of a player as a guy like D Wade or Dirk. I don't think he's just an icon of the game as much no. as like guys like that. He's, I mean, I would he, argue he kind of is an icon because everybody loves him. Even though he's not who's that everybody, great. Who's just everybody, everybody that you're referring to? There's people that love Mello. Every time. Who? Let's well, when pull he takes pictures of, right when, he, when he's a picture in his hoodie over the summer and in the whole that's me- kind of a social meme, media man. just that, loses their mind. That's just a meme, just like J.R. Smith. He's got, how many followers does he have on Instagram? I'm not going to look at it. He's got a ton and of followers on Instagram. So, do, so does D. Wade. So does I'm not saying he's better than D. Wade. I'm saying he's also got a massive fan following. Well, he's not an icon. He hasn't won a championship and he hasn't won anything meaningful. He's just put up a bunch of stats. And I think they've come out and said that he cares more about numbers. There's rumors about that he cares more about like he's like James Hart he's never even has he won an MVP before no no he's got got a scoring championship that's it oh congratulations and he had those what five good years in New York before it all came down it wasn't five good years it was like two no Melo was a well, he was Mello good. Was he, he was good, but like the team itself, they, they were good for like two years. Mello, Mello on that next team was because then Amari, because then Amari kind of Amari got, got hurt, that huge contract off. and then started taking baths and red wine instead of playing. And then Jared Smith, he was lost. really good for like his first two years in New York, and then he then he did that. Then he kind of Mello, Mello in New York was a beast. Though. I will agree with that. He was. I still remember the. Uh, this is again getting off topic, but uh, on Easter Day, I think they played the uh, Bulls, and he hit like. He scored like fifty points, and he hit like a a uh, game tying three in the fourth, and it was from like almost half court, and then he did it again in overtime. And I just that was one of like the things I remember growing up. Was Jeff Van now. Gundy calling that game, and he had that like yeah, that infamous bang, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that game was crazy, man. Him v D Rose, that was sweet. Yeah, he's, he's a really good player. Days. He's a really good player. I agree. What about what about D Rose? You know. Not an all star. Not an all star. I mean, I, honestly, he's, I don't think he's that Honestly, far off. like, he's if you look at these guards, honestly, I mean, he's he's in the conversation. I think for he's sure. in the back end of that conversation. At least, yeah. You know? Pistons really need him to play because when he's not playing, they. Pistons really need to trade him, but that's a whole different conversation. They really missed Reggie, do. man. You know, I'm, I'm so happy he's back. Man, I love him. <laughs> he's such a great player. 
I really uh, hope he he retires a piston, man. I'm he really retires jersey. You know, he's gone after this year when his contract oh expires. God, it <laughs> sucks. So that was a great contract. Five years, eighty million dollars. I'm glad that we unretired the one for him because he was the point cutter of the future. He's very comparable to Chauncey Billups, in my opinion. He definitely had the but same. I think look. he's better than Chauncey. He, yeah, he had the same impact that uh, Chauncey had on this town oh, for course, sure. You know? Yeah, you know, just as beloved too. Knocking down every yeah. shot. Mr. Big Shot, honestly, Mr. Big Shot 2.0. Yeah, because that's I, Reggie. I, I'd argue he's the better. Yeah, that's why he's 2.0 because he's a version above. Is that how many? Is that the over under of how many games he plays in a season? <laughs> Honestly, I think he helps us when he only plays two games a year. He's not a bad. He, he he's was, terrible. He's not a terrible shoot, player. The dude has a career field goal percentage. I, I believe it's below forty percent. He doesn't help anybody. And he turns. He was like, good for like the first two years that he was with he us. He averaged like he almost. He was. He was almost an all star yeah, in one year. Well, that that class. I feel like Drummond kind of made him look better. They were good in that pick and roll the first two years. Yeah, and Drummond made someone look better. Yeah, it's true. He is better than Reggie. Reggie's but. got some serious limitations shooting the ball. He's really streaky at times. So you know, watching and, the Pistons roster really makes me appreciate other players in the NBA more. That's that's all it does. You know, we <laughs> we're trying to go to a game. Coming up, you know, we're just looking at who they're players from, yeah, players from other teams because no one cares about who the Pistons have on their roster. I wonder what it's like to have a like a star on your team. Like I know we have Blake Griffin, but that guy's healthy for about two games of the season. Andre Drummond's not a star in my book. Uh, most I've never seen someone grab twenty rebounds and have l- as little effect as it does on the game. I and mean, then when Andre Drummond does it every That's game, on Whiteside probably is he the one. The, yeah, those two are very comparable <laughs> players. Yes, <laughs> it's yeah. Pick your poison. Who would you rather have? I mean, it's pretty close in my books. So. Oh man, I I just don't want to okay, talk. Let's not talk about Pistons anymore. All right. Anyway, so we're done with the All Star picks. Um, we'll uh, probably do some analysis next week after the reserves come out on Thursday. Uh, but next up, by far the biggest sport thing to happen this week is the Super Bowl. But he's definitely overrated, and the difference between him and Patrick Mahomes is substantial in terms of talent level. I think Jimmy G's an okay. Po- He's an okay quarterback. I'd say he's very average game manager, but I think he's got a lot of weapons around him that kind of help him out. You know, kind of elevate his uh, elevate his numbers more. Cause, you know, I think he was what like some fifth or sixth in touchdown touchdowns this year, and he almost had four thousand yards. And I don't think he's that kind of quarterback. I think he's like a three thousand yards, twenty-ish touchdown guy. And I don't think he's that. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback, in my opinion. I. I don't know. I know you and Ryan both think that he's like way overrated. I don't think he's that overrated. Um, I don't know. I feel like now he's kind of starting to become underrated because how much people talk about how overrated he is. I feel like he does. <laughs> he does exactly um, what what he needs to in that offense. And I, I don't know if he was healthy for all this year. Um, I think he's still kind of recovering, kind of coming back from that injury he had last season. He also does have the highest win percentage by any quarterback in like NFL history. Yeah, but okay. Some, a certain like, amount of games. No, I mean, that's impressive. I that's mean, a good. It's a good five career games. That's a good like stat, that. but like at the same time, like it's not. Like, Doesn't tell he also story. had a, he also had the Patriots behind him, and he's also got a really good San Francisco team. So I don't like yeah, for sure. No, it's not all. That's not the whole story. But I mean, they they do win games. How he plays, he does he does what they ask them to for sure. But I think just you've seen it in the playoffs. They don't. They don't, the they don't trust them. They don't trust them. I don't much. think they trust them to, to like carry the reins in a big game. Yeah, um, I guess that kind of brings us to my next question, which is, uh, what do you think is going to be the biggest key to victory? Is it going to, or which one's going to win out, the Kansas City's elite passing attack or San Francisco's elite rushing attack? Yeah, I think I, I got to go with the uh, the track record of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes over these playoffs. I think they've just been able to overcome like some deficits to start the game and I, I think they're going to continue to do so in this game you know they they face a well they faced a, another aerial assault in Watson and he just started that game off on fire and they answered the bell really quick and then right back to that uh the the Titans took a 10 nothing lead right off the bat as well and they had a power running game so I was starting to think they might bleed the clock out it's kind of why I thought the Titans would win that game but you know the the Chiefs, they took over. They just took that game over in an instant. They did the same thing against the Texans, and I think, I think they'll win it. I think it'll win out again against the uh, Niners. I like. I don't know. These are two really elite offenses. These are really Ooh, two. I wouldn't put the Niners offense. I put they their run, the rushing the best, offense. They have one of the best rushing offenses. Like I wouldn't they put have their the overall best. offenses an elite offense. Though, but in my opinion. does Kansas City even have a run game? I mean, Patrick Mahomes nah, runs. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so Patrick Mahomes is their best running back. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
I forgot what I was going to say because you interrupted me again, Chris. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, so they had a really good rushing attack, and I think that it's going to win out because I don't think Kansas City's rushing defense is that great, and I feel like San Francisco has a good defense that they can – they're going to be able to control San Fr- – or they're going to be able to control Kansas City more than Kansas City can control them. So that's why I think it's going to win out. So the, the thing with that makes the Niners rush – offense so difficult to stop is that it's not really one guy you have to key exactly. in on. It's their whole offensive line. It's Kittle. It's use check. It's whatever running backs in the game. You know, they got they got Breed as a change of pace back. Mostert's really stepped up lately. And then, you know, if Tevin Coleman's healthy, you know, he still provides a spark out of the backfield. But, you know, even with the end rounds with, like, Debo Samuel and Emmanuel Sanders, they're both really good blockers, too, for receivers. So you have to Everybody has to be sound on defense for the Chiefs to stop their running attack, but they did bottle up Derrick Henry last week, so you have to factor that in a little bit. If Chris Jones is healthy, that's a big help to their rush defense for sure. He's a great run stopper, one of the best in the league. Yeah, um, but like I said, I don't know. I just I just have more confidence in San Francisco's defense than I do in Kansas City's defense, and I guess that's why I feel like they, they will get the upper hand. I'm kind of worried about San Fran's secondary. I know Sherman's a really good corner, but they don't really have... I wouldn't really say that's an elite group. I think it's their pass rush kind of helps out. And I think the Chiefs' offensive line is good enough to contain their pass rush for the most part. And, you know, Tyreek Hill's just... He's unguardable. I don't know who's going to stop him. They don't have a ton of speed in the secondary either. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I ah. think he's going to be a... I think if, if they can get a couple deep shots to Tyreek Hill, I think it's going to be really tough to stop them. You know, I... I don't think Tyreek Hill's had, like, a crazy playoff history. I don't really think they get it. They seem to go away. I know last week he had a couple touchdowns, but he really only caught, I think, five passes. They don't really throw him the ball that much in the uh, the postseason. I don't really understand why. I think this might be the uh, the game that the, he really gets going in the playoffs. It seems like a speedy receivers always do well in the Super Bowl, too. I think uh, he's... Yeah, I, think, I feel like, so... Well, it's kind of alluding. I think he's going to end up being the uh, Super Bowl MVP. I think Tyreek Hill's going to be the MVP. That's a bold take right there. I think he's gonna have a monster game. Two hundred and two. I don't know who. The, I'm saying I'll say Mostert. Yeah, because you. I, I, that kind of leads us into our. Uh, I guess we can kind of get into it. Just what what we think is gonna happen. Yeah. In the game. Yeah. So I think I said forty two thirty five. I think San Francisco is gonna win. That score is a little high after I yeah, after so. I said it. Um, so I think it might be a little bit lower than that, honestly. But I think San Francisco is gonna win. I feel like they they're just. I don't know for whatever reason. I just feel like I have more confidence in them. And I feel like Kansas City always, at least in their two playoff games so far, they got off to really slow starts. And I think the San Francisco team is so elite that uh, if they get off to a slow start, I don't know if San Francisco will be will allow them to come back into the game. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to contain the running game for sure. But um, me, Ryan, Ryan, who's not here anymore, uh, and then John, we all took the Chiefs. You know, John didn't give us a score, but he he said that he thinks the Chiefs are gonna win. I'm saying 31-27, Chiefs. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to make up for the lackluster uh, championship games. I think this is going to be a, a really good Super Bowl. But Ryan doesn't agree. He says Chiefs 31, Niners 17. You know, I think that's a little lopsided with the line being only at 1.5 for KC being favored. But, you know, I guess to each their own. I guess maybe. maybe yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really agree with that. I wish Ryan was still here, but I don't really agree with that at all. I mean, I don't know what else San Francisco has to do to prove that they're a really good football team. I oh, mean, they're they, definitely a really they, good football they, team. They blew out Minnesota, who upset New Orleans and was a good team, and then they blew out Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. So they're a good team. And I, Ryan's just not really a believer. Even if they don't win, which is highly possible, I think Kansas City is a really good team, it's going to be a good game. And it's not, yeah, for sure. If it's a double-digit deficit, it's going to be like 10 points. It's not going to be two touchdowns. I, so. I would find it. I don't think, I don't think it's going to be. There's a very good chance that either, like, it's a blowout either way. I think this is almost guaranteed to be within seven points. Which without, Whatever side comes out on top, I think it's going to be a super close game. And I think it's going to be a really good game. And Kansas City is a really good team, but remember – during the regular season, we were all thinking that they were done, basically. Everybody was thinking, oh, here we go, Baltimore, let's go. And now everyone's back on the bandwagon. But, I mean, I feel like Kansas City, there's a good chance that they can just lay an egg. And I feel like San Francisco has been good all year. They definitely have had an easier schedule, I feel like, because they were a last-place team last year. But I don't know. I just I had some doubts about San Francisco, but what the, from what they've shown in the first two playoff games, I feel like I feel like they're going to win. I mean, I think I think uh, the Niners, like what you could say about them is that you know second half of the year they, they their schedule started off really soft. I kind of thought they were a little bit of a pretender. You know, they played like teams like the yeah, Bengals, I I thought they the played same the Cardinals thing. twice. But then right at the end of the year, you know, they ran into a stretch of games where they played what 
the Saints, the Packers, Seahawks. the Ravens, the Seahawks, and you know, they they won most of those games. Yeah. And the they Ravens split won against it, the Seahawks. They, they, it was a they barely lost to the uh, Ravens. They beat the Saints and they crushed the Packers. And I think that at that point they proved that they were among the elite teams in the league. And then they further proved that when they blew out both both their playoff matchups have been very boring games because they've been yeah, blowing teams it, out. Yeah. And I know we kind of like to just kind of say how the Chiefs just dominated the Titans and stuff, but that was, what, an 11-point game? I mean, that's not a blowout by I any I mean, it was, it was kind of a uh, – the, the Titans did score right at the end of the game, but they did also have the lead, I think, after the first quarter. You know, the yeah. Titans, Titans had the first 10 points of that game, and then the Chiefs kind of went on a tear. I don't think the, they can do that against – they need to get off to a hot start. That's what I'm saying. I feel like – punting their first two possessions. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is – probably the best quarterback in the league right now i'd probably say so yeah and so i mean you can never doubt him but i guess i am doubting him and i think he's gonna be good but i don't i just don't know i don't i feel like san francisco will do enough to contain him even though you can't really contain him and they'll they'll do enough offensively to win the game uh it, it all comes i actually do think it comes it really comes down to whether or not jimmy g can you know Throw for more than fifty yards this, this game, you know. If they need him to, I they're mean, gonna need him to one hundred percent. This is the game they need him. Like Mahomes is gonna score points. There's no doubt about it. I think the Chiefs are scoring twenty eight no matter what. At least it's just yeah. a matter of if the Niners can either keep up or stay ahead. Jimmy G's proved that he can play. Like he they, played, they just haven't he needed him. Lit up the Saints and the Packers. Yeah, they just they just haven't needed him these two games. And that's now true. everybody now that's what I'm saying. Like. He's either overrated or underrated because everybody is just everybody is either thinking he's like the second coming of Tom Brady or everybody thinks that he is um, he sucks basically. So, I'd say I think he's a little overrated. I think he's just a decent decent NFL quarterback. Uh, yeah. He's fine. He's not bad. He's not Mitch Trubisky. He's not Jared Goff bad, but he's not <laughs> Patrick Mahomes good either. I think he's just yeah, kind of no, right not. in the mid tier. He can get the job done. He's a winner. He's a gamer. But I don't think he's anything. He's a good leader, I feel he's like. A, he's guys not going like to be some future Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, maybe. Who knows? We don't know. Yeah, We're talking about this so. year. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> that's fine. Um, do you want to get anything else within the game? Uh, I don't really think so. I mean, really good coaching. Kyle Shanahan, Andy oh, Reid, yeah. two of the best coaches in the league. Oh, yeah. 100%. I agree um, with that. And Robert Sala. The only, the only way – the only reason I would want uh, – the Chiefs to win, and so Andy Reid finally gets his Super Bowl. I feel like he really deserves one. He deserves one. one. Um, but also Kyle Shanahan, he was kind of uh, he was part of that twenty-eight to three Patriots comeback versus the Falcons. So it'd be nice to see him redeem redeem himself too. I, but I like Kyle Shanahan. He's, he seems like a good dude. He'll probably have some chances after after this year. I feel like oh, yeah, San, San Francisco is going to be a team. He's they're going to be right around on the for a while top for a very long time. Yeah. You know? I think uh, it'd be cool. The reason I would want the Niners to win is because I'm just. I'd love to see what like George Kittle's interview after the game. You know, he's just so electric. Yeah, I like George Kittle. He's one of the he's one of the more fun players to like listen to. You know, they always mic him up and stuff, and he just seems like a really fun guy, really great teammate. Yeah, I think that'd be the reason I would want the uh, Niners to win. And you know, I like uh, I like Sherman too. I, I'm actually a uh, Richard Sherman fan. I know a lot of people don't really like him. But I think he's a great corner. I think he's one of the best in the league, and I think he deserves another ring. The dude's flat out a gamer. He's one of the best corners in the NFL. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Did you see the the trash talk he was saying to Darrell Rivas? Yeah, day? I thought that was yeah. hilarious. You know, they're just they're, if you're if you're actually like just to get into it really quick, I think Rivas is the better corner, but it's tough to compare because I mean, he is tr- he is right that Sherman is a better zone corner and Rivas is oh, like really good in man, but like I still think Sherman can really hang with him. And I think he's a great man corner as well. I think uh, I don't know how long Revis was in the NFL for exactly off the top of my head, but it's probably like eight years. I feel so. like Sherman. I feel like Revis's peak was probably higher than Sherman's, but I feel like Sherman had. Like when Revis fell off, he really he fell really off. fell off. And Sher- I mean, I guess Sherman kind of fell well, off there, but he now the he's, en- he's kind of he coming injury. back. Yeah, that's why. That's why I'm saying like. This would be the time Revis would have gotten that injury and then just fell off a cliff. That's that's what he did basically. Be, yeah. But Sherman came back and he's he's just as good as he was when he played yeah. with the Seahawks. Just on, I'd I'd argue that the Seahawks defense around him was better than this defense for the Niners, yeah. in my opinion. Well, I thought I think uh, then Darrell he went to New England and he got a he got a Super Bowl and then he went to Tampa Bay or something. And, like then, that. He and then he went back to New York and then he got he was terrible. And he was and terrible. He yeah. And then that was it. <laughs> but I think Sherman still got a few more good years in him. For sure. Yeah. I, w- I would say Revis is the better corner because man defense, I'd say, is more important for corners. But you can't, you definitely can't discredit Sherman's a playmaker. 
He get, he gets a lot of uh, a lot of big interceptions, and he's definitely. I mean, he's been in the playoffs. He comes more, up in the big I'd games, say. yeah. yeah. And I hope the Niners win too, so Aaron Andrews can do the interview for uh, for Sherman's. Remember the one time when uh, oh, he was, was screaming? Saw and, receivers like yeah, 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 that. Yeah, sweet, yeah, man. yeah. It's crazy like that, that again. Sherman's a Niner. You forget about how much he hated the Niners when they yeah, used to play. Yeah, yeah. And then he joined them. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And now he's on the team, and he's like, "Yeah, go Niners." I mean, <laughs> yeah, obviously he's like that. He plays for them now. It'd be, it'd be pretty cool if he won a championship with both of them, just because of how big that. A lot of people forget about how big that Seahawks Niners rivalry was at the beginning of the 2010s. Oh, that was that was like the good old Jim days. Harbaugh. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Shit was awesome. Yeah. Um, All right. Um, real quick, one last thing though. Oh, uh, how exactly. do you feel about this? Is the Joe Montana Bowl because he played for the Niners and he played for the Chiefs? So I think that's kind of a cool. That's cool. cool yeah. Thing. I, I don't really care that much about it, but it's cool. I think it'd be yeah. cool if he uh, if he brings out, you know how they always have the former players bring out the trophy? Yeah, that if would be the cool. Game, it'd be that cool if it was him, That would be very cool. Yeah. So, anyway, I know you're really dying to, dying to get into these prop bets, so. I yeah, I just, uh, we picked out a couple of prop bets for us all to just, you know, say what we think's going to yeah. happen exactly, you know. The usually the, not every year, but most years, uh, the game the winning coach gets uh, you know a big cooler of Gatorade dumped on them. So you know we're just trying to predict uh, what color which color is going to be. be. So Ryan Ryan went with the uh, he went with the orange Gatorade. I think that's a good pick. Uh, what'd you go with, Drew? I believe I picked red. I was going to say yellow, but then you said yellow, so yeah, I, I want this to be different. So it's going to be yellow. I'll go red. I'll go sure. red. And then John went with the, uh, it's actually the uh, the lowest or the highest odds, I guess. So it's it's not likely to happen. But blue was the last last year's color. Could be this year's too. So that's blue is the lowest went. odds. Yeah, I think oh, it's wow. at like plus seven hundred or something that's, like that. That's crazy. I mean, I feel like blue's always. Well, I think the list. It's only been the, on the, the list, list I saw. It was blue. Was the, it was last year, and it was the only time I've seen it. Well, maybe they're going to bring it back for a second year. Round two. Yeah. I'd say uh, you know the, you know the NFL people are looking at these these props or these uh these odds, so they're probably gonna. Say, hey, let's true. let's do That'd blue and let's screw what you over. Cash in on this little bet. I think I think the the list you were looking at earlier though didn't say clear was like the dominant color, I think that's which kind of surprised me. Yeah, that kind of surprised me. Yeah, that was I know I'm. It was uh, when, when we were looking at the history. It was one of the more common ones. I think the three most common were orange, yellow, and clear. Yeah. Red's been red had a little run, I think, like yeah. a couple years in a row, and then blue's only been on there once. And I don't know if it's ever been purple. Uh, grape Gatorade pur- sucks, anyways. I like so. grape Gatorade. Grape's the but... worst Gatorade. Or <laughs> um, what's the other bet? What's the other bet? So our other bet is um, Demi Lovato is doing the national anthem this year, and the over under is set at two minutes, and her average. I think it. I saw her average national anthem times of minute fifty eight. So I ended up going with the under on this. I think it's gonna. I don't think she's gonna hold out too long. You know, like some other. Uh, I don't know if you remember the Lions Thanksgiving. Uh, I don't. Know who, I don't remember who did that, but it was like six minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think it'll be something like that. I think this is a good line for the uh, for the anthem at least time. I think it's usually around a minute forty five to two minutes. I think she'll hit the under. What about you? So I'm actually gonna swerve and I'm gonna change the pick that I uh, that I gave you originally. So I'm taking the over now because I did not know that her average is 158. Um, after you told me that though, I'm I'm changing it to to the. I feel like I don't know. She's just, just trying to throw just, you off. It's the Super I'm Bowl kidding. and she everyone try. I mean, it's the biggest stage, uh, not only for sports but also for for music. I mean, these are the this is the halftime show that everyone wants to get, and uh, I think she's really gonna kind of. Make the most of her screen time, and she's going to try to make it as long as possible. So I'll, I'll take the over, slightly slightly the over. And then John also said he would take the over. Ryan was on my side, well, and it was your side before you just switched it Sorry. at the under. No, that's interesting, man, you know. <laughs> and it's, well, I'll be counting. I'll be get my stopwatch out for the uh, for the anthem. I mean, we'll, we'll be together. It. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, you'll be able to tell right away. Yeah, so that'll be fun. But, uh... That's all the bets, right? Well, I guess we can make our official the the picks, and we already kind of talked about those. But just to kind of recap, I got the Niners. Everybody else got the Chiefs. Yep. And to kind of recap our last week picks, because we you know we we do make picks every week. It was two NBA games, uh, Clippers Heat. The Clippers won one twenty two to one seventeen. That was a pretty good game. I don't know if you guys watched. Yeah, it. I watched. I, I got to watch a little bit. I was at work, so I got to watch. The yeah, Kawhi game. was his first career triple double. So he had a great good. game. Did you see his quote after the game too? He. Uh, Somebody asked him, what do you do with that the triple-double ball? Because that was his first career triple-double. And he's like, uh, I don't know, uh, probably take it home, probably shoot with it a little <laughs> bit. I thought that was really fun. He's just a really interesting guy. He's a cool guy. 
deserving All Star to kind of go back to our earlier conversation. One hundred percent. Um. So the the Clippers won one twenty two one seventeen, like I said, and Ryan and Chris both had the Clippers. I unfortunately took the Heat because they're really good at home, but that was their second home loss of the year. Yeah, it was a good game. I mean, you weren't too far off. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, it was a five point game. The other one I was way off. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> Sixers Lakers. Sixers absolutely destroyed the Lakers one hundred eight ninety one. That was the game that uh, LeBron broke the record too, right? The, he passed Kobe. On yeah, the list. it was. Yeah. Uh, so I everyone kind of forgot that the Lakers and that actually was in got Kobe's demolished. Hometown, yeah. Wasn't it? I feel yeah. Like. Um, Ryan was way off. He had the Lakers by twelve, wow. and it he was, was off by about thirty it, it was the points. Sixers, Sixers won by seventeen. <laughs> uh, I took the Lakers by seven, so I was also wrong. But Chris, so Chris got it, seventy Sixers. Um, so Chris won this week. He was two and zero. Ryan was one and one. I was zero and two. That's so, right. Feels good uh, to be back. On he'll five. get a dollar. He never gave me my dollar from last week, so now so we're, we're just so now we're even. Yeah. So Ryan owes Chris a dollar. Yeah, so Ryan. Hopefully struggling. Ryan will win these Super Bowl bets. So I can hope get not. Get in the wins column. I really hope not. Um, but yeah, you got anything else, Chris? Um, I guess we get all right. I got one more little topic before we end here. Um, it's just a little debate. It's kind. Of, it's kind of uh, related. Uh, we kind of talked about. Uh, you know, Jimmy G's Hall of Fame chances, just kind of jokingly. I'm not talking about Jimmy G. <laughs> okay. This is about another quarterback, though. What about Eli Manning? What do you think? Yeah, he just he's going to the Hall of Fame. He's going to the Hall of Fame. You think he's I, a Hall of Famer? I don't know if he is a Hall of Famer. All right, this should be an interesting I don't know because I don't think he's a Hall of Famer I don't know. I, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer either, but I feel no, like he, he's going to make it. I mean, we talked We talked it. last week about Derek Jeter, and he was, he was going to be a Hall of Famer regardless, yeah. but... Because he was near United, like, I feel like if he played in if he played in Detroit, for example, I don't know if Derek Jeter would be even close to unanimous. I mean, it, it, he he's boosted by the New York market, and I think Eli is going to be the same thing. And he's a he's a two time Super Bowl champion. Uh, I'm, I'm I don't know the number offhand, but I'm sure he made a bunch of Pro Bowls. Um, he really didn't make that many. But I don't know. I feel like the impact he had. I I, just, I don't know. I feel like he's going to make it. All right, so I'm, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like this is more of an unpopular opinion because I don't. He has a below league average quarterback rating in his career. I don't know if you. Care yeah, I'm not saying. About I'm that. saying if, if Eli played for I don't know the Titans or the Lions, I don't know if he'd be a. I don't know if he'd be a uh, Hall of Famer, but because he played for New York, because he won two championships for one of the biggest teams in the NFL, uh, just his impact he had. I don't know. I just. He's boosted by the Manning name. Yeah, I, that's what I was about to I, I think the only reason he'd be a Hall of Famer is because he's related to Archie and Peyton Manning. He's still, I think he that's was still the a good quarterback, reason. I though. don't think he was that. But like I said, he's, he's a below-league average quarterback in terms of I literally, I I was even having this debate with my friends, you know. The average quarterback rating, like, I think the last few seasons is about 89. His career quarterback rating is an 82. That's what yeah, well, he was really bad his, these last few years. But he wasn't that – he only I mean, had a couple yeah. years where he was, like, a good – his quarterback rating's only been above league average, I think, three times in his career. I don't think that – I don't think a good – if you can call him a good quarterback because he's pretty he – he really good in the Super Bowl and he played good in the playoffs. But I don't think a few games define his whole career as being – I think he was a very average quarterback and just had a few, few shining moments, and I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I agree with you. I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame, but okay. I feel like he's going to get into the Hall of Fame. So uh, yeah, I do. T- I do too. Unfortunately, <laughs> so I guess we are on the same page. I thought yeah. you actually think he deserves. I don't. Well, think I also. It. I am also an Eli Manning fan, so oh, I'm slightly why? biased. Why? I don't know. I just liked him when I like first really got in the NFL. It was when he upset the Patriots, and I don't know. That I just awesome. liked him, and uh, yeah, he's just a nice guy. I don't know. I was, I guess, I was always I Team Eli over Team Peyton. Jeez. Oh yeah, I don't really like. I don't like either one of them. Peyton Manning's funny though. He's a over, good. He's, I think they're both overrated. Peyton, no, Manning's Peyton, Peyton Manning was awesome. But. Yeah, he's a Peyton, Peyton Manning's overrated. Peyton His Manning SNL was, skit was the best. One of the best things I've ever yeah. watched. In my Eli's life. funny too, honestly. He had that one commercial that's true, with that's Odell, true. and he, yeah, he's been on. He's been funny. on SNL too. He's been pretty funny. That's true. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like Eli. He's gonna be close, but. He'll probably sneak no. in there. He'll probably yeah, sneak in there. I, I wish I had a list of like all the Hall of Famers, and I could be like, okay, well, since this guy's in, but we don't, we're running out of time here, and we don't have, we don't have a right. list in front of well, me. Well, um, real quick though, I feel like uh, Hall of Famers though, like I, we do the different Hall of Fames, like NBA. It seems like anybody gets into the NBA Hall, the Basketball Hall of Fame. MLB, it feels like it's near impossible to get in there. Like you have to be really good to get into the Hall of Fame. And then NFL, I don't really know. Like is that kind of in between? At, NFL, sure. um, even I just I actually this is just to wrap it up. Like our sports talk, Deion Sanders even came out. I think he came out today or yesterday and said that like w- 
like the NFL is just honoring because this has been the this year's the biggest Hall of Fame class. I think it's twenty players and coaches. That's what I'm saying. He's like saying, saying they, Eli's they, not going to sneak in there. But he's just he he. What he said is that he's like the NFL. The Hall of Fame is not for really good players. It's for the elite, yeah. which I agree with. That's and, why I kind of like the way MLB does it, is because it's yeah, it's, it's the best of the best. Yes, this is like a spe- really special award. But I feel like if everybody gets in, like like NBA, like honestly, I, I know feel like everybody. Ryan's a big Tracy McGrady fan, but oh, like, you're gonna say he's not a Hall of Fame? He's I definitely a Hall of Famer. Okay, we're, we were having. To talk earlier about Melo, how is Trace McGrady any better than Melo? Melo probably make it too. I'm not arguing that. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, but you guys are all like, "Oh, Melo, Melo, Melo's not even good." But like, I just don't think give he... me. Tell me how Melo is any worse than Tracy McGrady. I'm not saying that he. I just like T Mac more. Yeah. Okay. So honestly, if anything, Melo accomplished more in the terms of basketball, more gold medals. All right. A national championship. We're talking about gold medals now, and it is an accomplishment when you play. Well, it's on. the basketball hall of fame, so you have to you have to take into account everything that they uh, did. That's how like Grant Hill made it because even though, he, even though he got hurt, he was a beast in college. So, um, all right, they yeah. have anything else for us? No, no, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, again, to kind of conclude, just rest in peace, Kobe, and all those others that were lost in the helicopter crash, and uh, hopefully, it's a, a brighter week. With the Super Bowl and next week, so and then we get the lull in sports. Can't yeah. wait for that. Yes, yes. Catchers and pitchers report for to spring training, and then uh, I don't know NASCAR starts, but that's pretty much it. So hopefully uh, this lull will the lull of February will end pretty pretty quickly, and then we'll kind of come back to uh, the interesting stuff of what are you guys looking at your phone? What's going uh, on? Here? Um, I just want to <laughs> conclude after you're done talking. I just want to conclude with the Kobe quote. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm done talking. Right. I was kind of just rambling. I was trying to figure out what you guys were doing. All right, so here's here's a nice Kobe quote for you to end. Uh, when we are saying this cannot be accomplished, this cannot be done, then we are shortchanging ourselves. Some great life advice from the, the man himself. Yes, yes. And even though Kobe's no longer with us, he'll always be with us because he's a legend. And to quote Sandlot to end this thing off, remember the scene where Babe Ruth comes to Benny and, the, and he says, how heroes get remembered but legends never die? There we go. There's Kobe, so... All right, that'll be it for us (laughs) this week. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.